You're listening to the Nobility Podcast. My voice isn't as deep as yours, though, so it doesn't like. I'm Boomer. It's like off um, Sky High. Coach Boom! Yeah. It's How Was Your Book? Very good. Probably the best book I've read. So the book is. The book is A Little Life. And it's about a very happy, fully functioning person. Well, no person. spoilers. Well, to be fair, no spoilers, but everybody already knows that it's a sad book from the get-go. Like, it's like it's on TikTok. It's like, this book will make you cry. This book will... Like, it has lots of trigger warnings. Mm. Like, a lot. It has, like, over, like, 60 trigger warnings on it because it goes into, like, a lot of different topics. So, trigger warning for this book. Um, But, yeah, it's good. It follows, like, these four guys who live in New York. There's an architect a painter, a lawyer, and a... Did I say actor? Actor, architect, painter, lawyer. There's four guys. And they all live together in New York. And the main guy is called Jude. And he has, like, something wrong with his legs, but nobody knows why. And nobody feels like they can ask him because it's all, like, very secretive. And he doesn't like to tell people. And then, like, further on the book goes you find out like why he's got these issues Mm. and all about his past and yeah it's really sad first book to ever make me cry like ever favorite book yeah because like it actually brought out like a real emotion like like you read books and like they they make you feel things obviously but this is the one that actually like made me cry i've never understood that like when people say i want to get i want to get lost in a good book oh it's good how can you get lost in a good book reading is so boring it's when like it obviously depends on the book because sometimes it just doesn't happen and you just don't click with that book. But mm. like if the writing's really good and it's really good at describing like the setting and the people, like it's almost like you're watching a film when that happens because you're reading it. But I will see the room in my head. I'll see the characters and it's almost like as I'm reading the scenes going on and it's like a film. Yeah. That's how I get lost. It, it, it. It's completely like it makes zero sense to me. Like up. I can re- I have the ability to read. I just absolutely hate reading. I was always able to read before any other child, but I absolutely hate reading. I just find it incredibly boring. Like, I can't fixate on one word at a time. But you read all of, like, your biomechanics information, which I would find extremely boring. So it just all depends what you're into. I, even if it is something I'm interested in, the amount that I can read has to be very, very short. I think my intention in Spanish is incredibly short that I either have to be stimulated by multiple senses at the same time so i'm reading i'm also watching i'm doing x y and z i can't be focusing on one thing at any given time so folk i can't do i can't do the whole reading thing it's horrible it's um i remember in primary school i think i was probably like like eight years old or something i distinctly remember a teacher laughing at me because i didn't know the word hours okay i thought it was horse we used to go out like every, I don't know, every every day we used to have someone who used to come and read with us and we were reading with a teacher at one point. We were sat outside in the corridor and we were reading this book. And it's like, this is the first time I've ever seen this word before in my life. So I just, like the closest thing I knew that looked like that was house. So I said house. And she just openly laughed at my bloody face. It's like, mate, I'm eight. <laughs> I'm eight years old. Like, what do you expect she from said, me like, here? She said, like, you idiot. You fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Get a load of this guy over here. He thinks ours is house. But, yeah, so I haven't really had a good kind of relationship with reading. I've tried magazines. I've tried books. I've tried fiction. I've tried any other kind of book, whatever also called, um, biographies. Like, I, there's nothing that kind of interests me. I even bought, bought like, um, 
Los Angeles world fittest man book thing because like I, I, okay. I bought a few years ago um and it was kind of when I was starting to get into a little bit more in depth with this whole fitness thing so it was something I was interested in but this is the first book I've ever bought wow. so I bought a book with the intention of like reading it obviously and it was something I was interested in so I thought that would kind of blunt blunt the blow a little bit but haven't read a single page I, I can scan stuff i'll scan through and look at the pretty pictures but in terms of like actually reading nah can't do that do you think you just don't have the time to do it or what i i, I just get very bored very easily like my attention span is very very short so i can't like it's the whole fixating on one word at a time and reading a line at a time like i, I can't there's so many better things that i could be doing with my time than focusing on <laughs> no focusing offense on yeah one word at a time like I, 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 I like you're into what you're into. I go obviously nothing again. I don't hate readers, but mm. it's just not something that I've necessarily clicked with. I did love this book back in school. I can't remember what it's called. I think I have a copy downstairs. It's um because I stole it from primary school. It's uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's about this like ginger kid, really curly ginger hair, massive glasses. I think his parents loved to eat toast, and I think a crocodile lived in the sewer. Okay. It was mate. It was sick. I can't remember what Random. it was. I can't remember what it was about. I, I think I went dressed as the kid as World Book Day one year. Like this really like skinny, curly haired kid, which was me all over. It's just he was ginger. Yeah, I absolutely love that book. That's so random. What was your favorite book? Like apart from like, did you have a favorite book? When I was a kid. When he was a kid. Um, the there was one about a fish, and it had rainbow scales. Yes. That one. Yeah. I don't remember how it went, but I remember the front cover because oh, yeah. it was like 3D yeah, yeah. and it had all the scales and you could like rub your hands over it. It was oh, kind of like shit. sequins. That was a good one. And I also liked um, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. We're Going on a Bear Iconic. Hunt. Yeah, what those two really stick out. What are we I also going had to find? I really had like, I had a tiny book and it was like that big, okay. like two inches wide. Yeah. And it was about a bear who lived in a really tiny book store. <laughs> and that book is absolutely tiny and i've still got it somewhere and that's going to be like the one that you hand down yeah yeah it's been in my there was one years. um what's the elephant one the elephant with the multi all the patches there was an elephant with, oh yeah like um just multiple colors oh i don't remember oh. how it goes but i remember an elephant i, I swear yeah. there was like a sequel as well to it it was like a sequel to this kids rainbow colored elephant book a thing trilogy oh jesus Two oh four five three seven. Basically, is from London. Hello. Yeah, speaking to Mr. Morgan Noble. Yeah. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing today? I'm okay. All right, sir. My name is Jacob, and I'm calling you from UK Habits. Good to know that. And sir, in which age bracket do you fall in? Are you know thirties, forties, or fifties? Sixties. Is it early sixty or late sixty, sir? Late sixties. But you sound very young, sir. Please take it as a compliment. And Thank you. And please don't mind, okay? All right, I'm bored now. <laughs> I love that. I, I, was, I was kind of hoping for a little bit, a little <laughs> bit more from him, but he was, he was just. You sound yeah. very young for sixties. <laughs> yes, you do. You really do. Poor well, guy. Thank you. You old flirt. Jeez. He probably thought he was like, yes, I've got one here. <laughs> got one, mate. Late sixties, early seventies. He's like, oh. absolute catch. Yeah. Do you watch his videos online of like when they? They scam the scammers. Mm. I was talking to my dad about that the other day, actually. They're so cool, because they go through, like, I don't know how they do it, obviously, but they'll kind of 
talk to the scammer and then they'll tell them like what they're doing or like what office block they're in and what unit yeah. they're in and they'll go in depth and they'll, they'll find like their own personal information about the actual scammer and they'll say that you live at x y and z address and they're like <gasps> i saw one where they actually hacked into the office security the cameras CCTV, yeah. oh that was good and they like Sick. showed them themselves and they mm. bricked it there was one where they kind of they got all this information and then they flew out to kind of confront them because there was this like main um mafia boss <laughs> this main kind of like leader of all these scam businesses um and they would take like tens of thousands off of every kind of elderly person that they could get so they're not exactly very nice no <laughs> they don't exactly have good ethics yeah they flew out and then the guy was just like very apologetic but it's it cool it's very very cool mm. what was you like in primary school then what was i like what was you like in primary school your primary school experience was a little bit different, so I think yeah, the majority... I don't know. I wouldn't say it was that, like, extreme. No, I'm not extreme, but in the sense of, like, the, I think the majority of us... Like, I went to a very multicultural primary school. Yeah. Where... Which like, is cool. I think that's cool. It was very good. Like, I was exposed to, like, a lot of different cultures at a very young age, which I think is partly why, like, I'm so, like... Open, not, not, not knowledgeable. Like, I don't know, like, a lot, but, like... You're probably the best startup. Yeah, it was good. Like, I was exposed to a lot of different cultures so that I never had to, like, I don't know how to put it. What? I don't know how to put it. Like, because I knew what it was at a young age, I didn't have to, like, find that out later in life. Yeah, my biggest thing, like, I really, I don't, I don't really like Ari, but I think Ari is incredibly important. And I like learning about other cultures. So whenever I have clients that are different religions or from different countries, I do ask questions. And it's not coming from, like, a a bad place it's just i'm genuinely interested and oh, I, yeah. it's i think if that's taught younger then you are kind of more almost accepting and it's less not normal to kind of have those conversations i guess yeah they used to hate me in re in school because i always used to put like it depends like a standard like gcse question was like oh what would a Christian think about this? What would like a Buddhist think about this? And I'm mm. like, you can't, I know what they were trying to do, like generally according to their religion, but I used to really annoy them because mm. I was always like, well, it depends. Like there's not, yeah. because I'm a Christian, I think this, like, because Everyone's under one yeah, umbrella. Yeah. Everyone follows like a million different versions of Christianity. There's not yeah. one version. Ari is, was, was absolutely pathetic in school. Like we watched, what's that, um, what's that film that, girl that was pregnant um juno yeah i think juno we watched really? juno with ellen half, page yeah or was ellen page now yeah. elliot page um we watched juno and we watched half of saving private ryan what the hell has juno got to do with ari you tell me i just turned <laughs> up for class <laughs> there was, here's the, a the pregnant kids the, <laughs> australian the kids girl. in the back um in the back line in the back corner they bought paracetamol to every RE lesson for some reason they would crush up what? crush up paracetamol and then sniff in the back of the classroom whilst we're watching judo <laughs> it's, it's, like my RE was not RE it was, was absolutely pathetic and then at the start of high school where we had like um what were they called they weren't oh, what were they called it was like RE but it was it came under a different PSE? name PSE PSE, hey, fair play. Is it actually PSE? Yeah, PSE. Oh, um, so we had PSE, and we like that's when I first knew the party rings was a drug because I used to eat the party rings, you know, like the biscuit cracker things. I used to bring those every trend? day. I was like, party rings are sick. I just I, I learned from PSE, P, yeah, PSE, that PSE, party rings yeah. is apparently a drug. Is it? I don't know. What kind? 
Or was it just like a, a nickname? As far for, as I know, like... they come in a blue packet and you lick the sugar off first. Do you do that, pie rings? No, the they're sugar called dippers. No the, no, the party ring. You know what pie rings are. Yeah, the biscuit. Yeah, so you lick the sugar off first, the icing. All right. And then you eat the biscuit afterwards. Or oh, do you eat the weird. biscuit first? I just eat it. You just, oh, what? I just... I used to either lick it or scrape it off my teeth. I used to start with ice gems. I never like ice gems. Oh, an ice gem. No. Really big. I, I turned into like a proper um, proper hustler in high school. I used to walk, walk past their school garage and buy a six-pack of Tango and a pack of Harry Bows. And I used to sell each can of Tango for 50 pence. I think I made like a two-pound profit every day. And now you I are was a self-made millionaire. <laughs> I was balling, mate, in high school. I used to spend all in the cafeteria. And like, oh, everyone's getting one slice of pizza for a pound. I'm going to get two. Did you get oh! that really watery, like, pasta in a cup? No, oh, I, I stuck iconic. to one I know. Mate, the pizza was actually banging. Yeah. It was actually really, really good. Like, thick, crunchy crust. Cheapy cheese. Oh, mate, it was phenomenal. And then we went into this upper school, and they had... You were able to order a pizza. Did right. you have that? No. You never had that in, high, in uh, upper school? No. You used to be able to go in a first break... Place your order for a pizza. I think it was like a fiver. So every kind of break time, we would each chip in like a pound or something. We would then go to the cafeteria and place our order for what we would want at lunchtime. And then they would, phone, they would phone out and order a pizza in for us. I don't know what the company is that kind of provides the pizza. Oh, so they didn't even like make it? No. No, oh. it, it, mate, it came in warm, mm. like fresh warm. Oh my god, it was like barbecue because we used to be able to do half and halves as well because not oh, all yeah. the boys wanted the same thing. So we would do like half of it was barbecue based, half of it was like tomato. Oh my god! And if I was if I was really boring, like if my tango business really <laughs> kicked off, like if if it was doing really really well, then I would have a whole pizza to myself, Ooh. a whole pizza to myself. And it was a fiver. Oh, oh. mate, yeah. Think of the profit they've made from yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Oh, see. The hustlers got hustled. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting a business. You've got con. I'm making all this profit. I can finally afford a pizza that, for all, all I know, probably costs like a pound to make. Mm. May hustlers get hustled. So yeah, what was you like in primary school then? You used to try and fit in because you told me the story about how like yeah, oh, I had day two rice pudding. Yeah, I had this weird thing where like I couldn't have a different opinion to my friends. So if like they didn't like rice pudding. And I did, and I really wanted it at lunch. I'd be like, oh, rice pudding's gross. You guys dare me to eat it. And they'd be like, oh, go on then. And I'd have to pretend whilst I was eating it, like, oh, this is gross. Oh, like, this is disgusting. Really, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. But I just couldn't tell them that I liked it because that's different. <laughs> so do you, at what point do you think you kind of, do you think you matured from like primary school going into high school? I bloody hope so. No, but in like, I, I, like when we see kids going into high school now they are so small mm. like they are tiny i don't know i don't think i kind of changed from primary school to high school it was just a different game to adapt to mm -hmm. so i don't think i particularly changed it's just the like the playing field changed a little bit i had no choice because when i went into year seven i moved from like one area to another mm. where I knew, absolutely, I knew absolutely nobody. I think I knew like one person who went to my primary school before, mm. but they were like in a completely different class. Like that it's was been... your first boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. We were oh. reunited. <laughs> it's true love. It was true love. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of had no choice. I like, I had to mature and I had to get confident. Otherwise, 
like it's like sink or swim. Do you think you were confident in high school? Yeah. Why the hesitation? Because I kind of relied on my friends to be. You had a backup. I had backup. Yeah, <laughs> like my friends were, were the then. ones that you don't mess with. So okay. I kind of knew that if anyone tried to pick on me, that they would fight my battles for me. Fair. Like I could if I wanted to, but if I didn't, I had my friend who was like a buddy black belt, so like mm. <laughs> they can back me up. What's the difference between you in primary and you in high school? If there is one. I don't know. I think me in primary wanted to impress everybody else and be like everybody else. And then in high school, I think I was trying to do the opposite to prove like I wasn't like everybody else. Like, you know, oh, okay. you know, those girls, like, I'm not like those other girls. I'm different. <laughs> that was me when really everybody else was saying that. So mm. everybody's the same. Mm, yeah. But yeah. I think I've always been like, the, I've always been the incredibly shy kid. Like mm -hmm. to the point where I used to have stutters and twitches and I had all this kind of like raising my eyebrows and opening my mouth. So I used to walk around everywhere. It wasn't even just stay within school. Like I just walk around life, either going or doing that whilst stepping sidewards. And I used to step sidewards because for some reason I, I just fixation. They <laughs> I had to spread my butt cheeks. So instead of... <laughs> I don't know if you've told me this before. So I stepped sidewards to separate the butt cheeks so that I can go about my day. Like, what so would it... happen if you didn't separate hey, your butt cheeks? I have no idea, but I never found out. Good. It was... um. <laughs> I, well, it would save me instead of using my hands and, and pulling my punches apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because that would be weird. Yeah, but if you're walking down the street, what's easier to disguise? Well, you okay. pulling one hand on each cheek and separating <laughs> them, or taking, or taking a nice big step Spread to the side. Them. So what I used to do is that I used to pretend that someone called my name, and I used to step to the side, taking the box of separating the butt cheeks and I used to raise my eyebrows as well so I used to got the satisfa satisfaction from that and then as I was turning around I would then opened up my mouth so all three boxes were ticked there was also one more where I always thought that I was attached to like a rope so if I was walking around something I couldn't then carry on walking I would have to walk back around it to untangle that rope and then carry on walking because we had this person Here's come in, problem. we had this person come in, um, I can't remember what they were trying to show us. I think they were talking to us about something and I couldn't give less of a shit. Like it was nothing to do with anything and I was completely uninterested. But I was sat in this in the middle of the circle and the woman was sat behind me talking about whatever she was talking about. And to sound, to look like I was interested, I used to do the whole eyebrows thing. So I was like, ah, <laughs> mm. Got the satisfaction from the eyebrows. Boom, box ticked. And then again, as I was turning around, but I'll be sat down so I could be sat down in a position which would separate. <laughs> so I had all three boxes. Mate, I had this down to a T. Like if you have, um, if you have like twitches and stutters and whatnot, you don't fix it. You just learn how to live it. Do you still have like? Any uh, no, things no, that you no. have to do now? No, to be fair, um, I mean, I don't think so. I think there must be, they can be very small things. I probably do have things that I have to do, you know, to survive, because in my head I'll die if I don't do them. But they're not to the extent extent where, like, I'm walking around with things multiple times to untangle that rope 
Like, I used to, if, if I used to walk around something multiple times, I would have to equally walk back around it the same amount of time so that I can then go back with my day. Um, yeah, very broken child. I mean, it's not really a, a big thing anymore, but, like, you have a a thing about even numbers on the... Yeah, I think that's, like... On the telly. Yeah, so the volume always has to be an even number. It's, like, it's just wrong if it isn't. It's not, Even like, like we're well, not going to die if if it is a odd number. I don't know. We'll never find out. Well, exactly, but we won't find out because it's always going to be even. Um, but sometimes it really irritates me, like, either in my car or on the t- TV or something. Like, sometimes 28 is too much, but 26 is not enough. So I have to, like, bite my fucking bottom <laughs> lip and put it onto 27. Oh, I really? I fucking hate this. But it's the perfect volume. C twenty eight. So, but like you, like usually, I'll, I'll settle for twenty six and just turn something else down or off, so there's no kind of background noise. But there have been a few times I'll hold my hands up <laughs> where I've had to put on to twenty seven. If you had to write a book, would it be fact or fiction? Fiction. Why fiction? Because I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough on one area to do nonfiction. But. Do you think you've had enough experience to do fiction? Because fiction doesn't have to be... It could be like a bi- uh, was it biography. It doesn't have to be like a, a subject. Well, a biography wouldn't be fiction. Would it not? No, because it's about... No, fact. If you did an auto- autobiography... Autobiography, okay. Oh, you know what? Yeah, all right. Well, an you autobiography don't... is one that you write about yourself. Okay, autobiography. And a biography then. is what you write about okay, someone else. Okay, autobiography. Would you write an autobiography? No, because my life's not interesting. Like, at all. But usually, like... When someone is writing a book, they tend to say that they the process of them writing a book is more of an experience in in of itself because mm. you this this like the first time you actually kind of go back and think through life and think through the stories and yeah. plan them all out and go into more detail. So it kind of it's like a process. You're kind of going and processing everything that has actually happened, in which is the kind of experience. I mean, maybe I would write one, but I, it wouldn't be the thing that like people would want to buy. Like, it wouldn't be like something that I would publish. You think? No, because I don't think I'm very interested. But it'd be good for like myself because I'm very, I find it really hard to like remember things. Okay, have you ever kept like a diary, like a journal? Yeah, but then I'd forget to write in it after a few <laughs> days. <laughs> like... I've got a couple. I'll, I'll try and find them. I, I've I kept trying because I like the idea of writing down every day. And when someone has completed it, it's always nice to look back at. Mm. But I can never stick to the process of writing yeah. in a diary or journal consistently. What I used to do, again, another thing, I used to constantly think that I was about to die. Okay. So in my journal, <laughs> you can tell when I had like random bursts of, I'm going to die. Because I used to go back through my journal and write every single day, like, I love you, my family and whatnot. Oh so that God. if they find the journal, they'll they'll see that every day I, I, I say Are to you myself, okay? mate, I'm so broken. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you <laughs> so... okay? <laughs> but yeah, every now and again, just have these random bursts of like, you, you're going to die like next week. So like, you know, get, get your ducks in order. So I used to go back through the diary any day that I haven't written on. Or even if I had written on it, I was to put it on at the end. But yeah. Any day that I hadn't written on, I would write in big capitals like "I love you, family" or whatnot, and dogs. Or and always dogs. include the dogs. Um, but yeah, actual consistently writing something that isn't like I'm like I'm not gonna die. Um, writing something consistently in a diary 
there's never been something that no it's hard i can do but it is cool to look back on yeah it's like when we watch the videos before mm. i will be terrible like i hate taking photos i hate taking videos i hate doing all those things but mm. it is nice to look back on in a few years time that's why i think we should do that video idea that i was talking about where like ask Same each questions. other yeah all right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent down. Just on a day where I got my eyebrows on, please. If we we'll pick, um, what kind of questions would they be? What like five questions each? Or would they be the same five questions? They but would both be. Of us yeah, and we have to them. ask the same questions. We'll have to think of good ones, not just like, oh, what's your favorite color this year? Yeah, like... I like the idea you had about like what was your favorite thing from the past year that we've done? Yeah. Or what are you looking forward to in the next year? Yeah. And then it can be like. It could be like hopes for the future. It could be, I don't know, just like things that will change over time. Mm, yeah. No, I like the idea. That's what I mean. Have those two, like the past and the present. And then I think if we have like three more, I think it'd be quite hard to get 10 questions. Maybe. I think three more would be a struggle. Never mind another seven. Just have to Eight, sorry. Ones. And then just film ourselves answering that like every year. Mm, we have for to try the rest and find our lives. It's gone dark. I know it has. Mate, it's quarter to five and it's pitch black. Do you not think that... Do you think in your lifetime you have learned lessons about yes. life? So do you not think that that in of itself would be a book? Because you don't have to have actually done stuff to write about it. But like your perspective on life, someone else might kind of... Oh, I also see the world like that. Three lessons. What's three things that you've learned in life? I'm, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Mm -hmm. As soon as I say three lessons, you'll forget all the lessons. Yeah. But what are like three things? Just like three things of advice that I would like yeah, give it, someone. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, if you had to give younger Sam a bit of advice, three bits of advice. Don't go for the first guy who gives you attention. Okay. Because when I was younger, it wasn't like I wanted a relationship. I didn't care who it was. I just wanted a relationship. By so younger, think, what were we talking? Oh, like I think my first proper relationship was like 19. Okay. And literally the first guy that came along, I was like, oh, you're giving me attention. You'll, you'll do. do. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, oh, my God, I don't know. This is really hard. What about two? To, so to fill in the other two, the two bits of advice that you would give your daughter. Oh, God. In the future. Because that will kind of fill that younger Sam kind of character. They all involve men. <laughs> <laughs> all my advice, stay away from men. Um, I don't know. Don't put up with any shit. Okay. Like from anyone. Like, I don't care if it's your teacher, if they like disrespect you, like call them out on it. I don't care if they're above, like in power over you. If someone like disrespects you, like is mean to you, mm. like you call them out, like... See, it's quite hard I with that. Like, I, I agree, but it's quite hard because a perspect the perspective that I had when I was a teenager, and I think a lot of people have when they're a teenager, is one that is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. Like you, you'll look back in hindsight once you've actually grown up and you realize, like, oh, okay, like I was a bit of a dick. Like the, yeah. the teacher is talking from a 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old who has had that experience and is kind of matured, mm. but they're not kind of relaying 
their teachings in a way that a teenager can kind of understand. So a teenager yeah. is kind of fighting the teacher from a teenager's point of view, and a teacher is fighting the teenager from a teacher's point of view. There is like that mutual yeah. ground. Because I'd never be mad like at my kid if they came home and was like, "Oh, I'm in trouble because my teacher called me a dick, and so I stood up mm. for myself." I'd my be like, "Go on." Beat the living crap out of me. Yeah. Threw a stool on my face, Hit and I back. got detention. I'd be so proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> They beat him back. Who won? Exactly. When I got into that fight at school and my dad bought me a pint afterwards. <laughs> as long as you win, we will buy you a pint. Yeah. Like he was like, did you stand up for yourself? And I was like, fuck yeah. And he was like, go on, girl. <laughs> All right. So don't uh, don't go to the first guy you see. Yes. Uh, don't put up with any shit from anyone. And... The last bit of advice you would give your daughter, younger Sam... Don't hold yourself back. Ooh, I like that one. Even I though I still one. am holding myself back, I would tell younger Sam to not hold herself back either. I didn't want, this is really stupid, but I didn't want to go on my trip to New York in school. Okay. Because none else of my friendship group was going. Yeah. And if it was up to me, like, I wouldn't have gone and I wouldn't have had that experience, but it was only because my parents, like, push me to go that I did okay. and then I made friends on the trip and then yeah. I'm glad I did it but then sometimes like it's, it's, I mean grass is always greener because if you hold yourself back then something bad happens you'd be like oh wow I'm <laughs> glad I held myself back back to my comfort zone exactly then. but then if you hold yourself back and something good happens you'd be like oh fuck I held myself back but it's because I think it's mine just I just overthink like right now I want a better job but I'm not getting a better job because I'm scared so it's like stuff it like that scared? yeah like stuff like that. Like I wish that I just like went for it. What are you scared about? Not knowing anything, not knowing anyone. That's like my my main. Like mm. I had that a lot. Like that was like the reoccurring theme throughout like my childhood and stuff. Is like not having anyone that I know there or not having my friends there. Okay. And like so you think like you need that friends. kind of like comfort. Yeah, circle. absolutely. If like one of my friends from work. Like, we had a new job together and we went together, I'd be absolutely fine. It's only because I'm doing it alone that scares me. But then my issue is that I don't want to be like everybody else. So if I stay on the same level as everybody else, I'm always going to be on the same level as everybody else. Is there is a phrase called lead from the front. And, like, no one thought the four-minute mile was kind of possible until it was done. No one thought that electricity was a thing until it was done. Mm-hmm. And it's um, no one believes that it can be done until it is done. So who's going to do it? Who's going to lead from the front? Do you guys kind of want to stay back here where it's nice and safe, or is someone going to yes. go and like <laughs> it's like um, it's like Squid Game, like that? What red line, green, red light, green light? Okay. When they turn the doll turns around and mm. kills them, you can all stay at the back and not move. It's nice and safe. But mm. then who's going to be the one to kind of take the step once the doll is turned around? Good point. Because you can either stay back there, but what happens at the end of green light, red light, green light? They all die anyways. <laughs> so you can either stay back there where it's temporarily safe and not move forwards and play the game. There might be a risk you die, yeah, but there might be a risk that you succeed. My squid game advice. I really like that. That was a good point. See? Full of them, me. Full of them. I'm still I wish in... the camera had that now, but it's dark. Can I read you a bit from my book? Go on then. This is from page 339 of A Little Life. Hit me with it, sister. Oh, I just ruined my book. Okay, so I want your interpretation of it. Are you listening? 
I'm listening. Sorry, oh, listening. I am. Okay, yeah, I am now you. listening. Right, the axiom of equality. I'm just going to read it like from the book, Go and if you it. don't understand the character names, I can tell you after. It says the axiom of equality states that x always equals x. It assumes that if you have a conceptual thing named x, that it must always be equivalent to itself, that it has a uniqueness about it, that it is in possession of something so irrevocable uh, that we must assume it is absolutely unchangeably equivalent to itself for all time, that its very ele elementalness can never be altered, but it is impossible to prove. Always absolutes, nevers. These are the words, as much as numbers, that make up the world of mathematics. Not everyone liked the axiom of equality. Dr. Lee had once called it coy and twee, a fan dance of an axiom. But he had always appreciated how elusive it was, how the beauty of the equation itself would always be frustrated by the attempts to prove it. It was the kind of axiom that would drive you mad, that would consume you, that could easily become an entire life. But now he knows for certain how true the axiom is, because he himself, his very life, has proven it. The person I was will always be the person I am, he realises. The context may have changed. He may be in this apartment and he may have a job that he enjoys and that pays him well and he may have parents and friends he loves. He may be respected. In court, he may even be feared. But fundamentally, he is the same person, a person who inspires disgust, a person meant to be hated. And in that microsecond that he finds himself suspended in the air between the ecstasy of, of being aloft and in the anticipation of his landing, which he knows will be terrible, he knows that x will always equal x no matter what he does or how many years he moves away from the monastery from brother luke no matter how much he earns or how hard he tries to forget it is the last thing he thinks as his shoulder cracks down upon the concrete and the world for an instant jerks blessedly away from beneath him x equals x he thinks x equals x equals x jesus christ I have no idea like i was trying to google what does x equal x mean like i get the whole x equals y and whatnot but what? I mean, I guess it's hard to ask you because you don't know the rest of the book. What, what do you think? Basically, that happens when, spoiler alert, he's with a really abusive boyfriend and he, like, shoves him down the stairs. Okay. And what he's saying is that X equals X. So what he's saying is, like, no matter how hard he changes, he will always be all the things that happen to him. X will always X equal will X. X will equal X. Okay. But it can never be proved. Do you not get it? completely <laughs> over my head like nah like i i i, I did try did i lose you you mate you lost me like I'm sorry I, I, I tried like your your reading is great like five stars but like nah straight over my head but i like oh I like thanks it. okay i like the performance but i don't think it's true you don't think what's true because he thinks that he will always be the person he is which is yeah true he, fundamentally, he is the same person that inspires disgust, a person meant to be hated. Mm. But I don't think that's true. You don't agree with that? No. Because I think, like, he is very lovable. And people can change. You, do you think people can change? Honestly, yeah. Like, you're not the same person throughout your whole life. Like, you're, year by year, you change. Like, your attitudes, the things you learn, things but you like learn that about yourself. Deep, fundamental kind of you. Do you think that can be changed? Because like, if we talk about psychology, it's the same as like physiology as well. Like you have these patterns, like you have movement patterns and you have um, psychological patterns. And these patterns we've kind of developed since we were a kid. So if we've seen someone react a certain way or if, if we react a certain way and the response has been 
positive, then we'll kind of retain that pattern a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And everything we do now has just been an evolution of patterns that we've created prior. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my point of view, I think people can change. I think it's a lot longer process than these fucking health gurus <laughs> think. Like, they, oh, we're going to change you as a person over the weekend. Mm. Buy my $4,000 course yeah. and I will change you as a person. Happier, healthier, richer, sexier. Like, it's Well, you all... say that, but you liked the one that was on uh, Tony Robbins is sick. Yeah. See, I, but there's a difference between Tony Robbins and his bloody health guru crap. Like, I'm not saying that everything that he says is going to be completely true. And I think, I do think a lot of it is la di da di da. But I don't think, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I could be falling victim to his beautiful, deep voice and mm. wonderfully big hands. And his big hands. But <laughs> I don't know. They go from working in like a retail shop and then they'll make an Instagram account. And now they'll put health guru or wellness, bloody wellness. I hate, I wellness. hate the word wellness just because the amount of people that have butchered it. Self-care. Self-care. Like just, just, oh, it, it winds me up. Well-being expert, life mentor, you know, like the, mm. you think you have your shit together so I can now teach you how to get your shit together. And they'll give all these false promises about, oh, I'm going to make you an amazing person if you buy my course. I can't remember where I was going with this, I'll be honest. I was, um, where was I going with that? <laughs> See, no, no one knows. No. I tend to talk about something and then not know where I'm going. I'll find out when I'm going once I kind of go there. I just keep talking and eventually <laughs> I'll kind of come back around. Like the whole Squid Game thing could have completely gone and not made sense. But luckily I was able to kind of bring it back home. And I find that I do that a lot more. I, I hate doing it. This is why the, if I can have conversations with myself, just by saying something that I want to say helps me say it in the moment. So if I kind of rehearse my lines, so oh, to yeah. speak, I know what I'm going to say. So if I'm having a conversation with a client or something, I would have already had that conversation <laughs> either with another client or with myself or I'm making it up on the spot. But what happens if they say something that's off script and you're like, I don't no, think so I'll, I'll, I'll completely freeball it and I'll say something like the Squid Game reference and I'll come up with something on the spot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and they all understand that I'll just keep talking and hopefully it'll make sense at some point. Um, but usually if I'm like, I know what I want to say in my head, but it's actually saying it that I find incredibly hard. In my head, I talk perfectly. There's no stutters. There's no... Yeah. I know what I want to say. I'm, I'm like, I'm, it's, it's perfect. But when it comes to actually saying it, I think my brain just works at a million miles an hour too quick mm. that I'm already on the next six sentence. Yeah. So I can't really slow down and focus on what it's, I want to say at a particular time. It's like the huge difference between like reading in your head and reading out loud. Mm. Like reading out loud is so much harder than and reading singing. in your head. So you find that with singing. If you sing in your head, for some reason, you know every single word, bang yeah. on cue. Yeah. And then if you sing it in real life, um, the beginning, and it's, <laughs> it's that's quite good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, same thing. It's like in the head, it's just perfect. When it comes to actually saying it, I think like the, the connection between the brain and the mouth, there's just like a little bit of a loose cord there that just isn't kind of isn't kind of fully functioning. So if I, if I can kind of rehearse something, like if I learn something new, 
I will have a, <laughs> I will have a conversation with myself to the same mm-hmm. degree that I will have an argument with myself. Oh yeah. So if I, if I get into an argument about something, may I already have the ammunition? <laughs> I know what I'm gonna say. You will lose because I've had this argument fifty times before. I've also won multiple awards, and I know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I know what I'm gonna say for every single award. Um, but it's, yeah, everything, yeah, has already been rehearsed. So if I learn something new, if, if I learn, I don't know, something about biomechanics or just this whole gym thing, whatever, or this new study that I've read or whatever it may be, if I can actually explain it and talk about it, then I'm kind of better prepared for mm-hmm. when someone in real life actually asks me about it. Um, it's like the whole Einstein thing. If you can't explain something to a six-year-old, then you don't understand the topic well enough. The issue is that I know that I understand the topic well enough. Mm. It's just actually verbally kind of communicating that, that I find quite hard. So yeah. if I can kind of rehearse my lines, so to speak, I'm better prepared for You when... need like a dictionary sometimes to talk to you. A dictionary? Cause yeah, because sometimes you'd say these really like, well, to me, like complicated terminology, mm. just like very casually in a sentence. And I have to be like, what is that? But yeah, because like to me, it sounds I'm, I'm not. Like, you know, I'm thick as shit in the terms of, like, I don't know words. But they're, like, I don't know. Maybe it's the pe- the people I listen to yeah. watch. I think Maybe I just pick stuff know. up yeah. from them. But then I think you need to remember that not everyone knows what those but words But there's a reason mean. that those words are a thing. Because yeah. the, uh, the other words that also mean a similar thing are either too far to the left or too far to the right. So the word that I use is perfectly balanced. I don't I don't have an example that comes to mind, but I'll say maybe like a fancy word. That word perfectly describes what I'm trying to say. It, okay, I could pick a, a a more simpler word, but it wouldn't have the same effect. Does that okay. make sense? Not really. <laughs> but, <sighs> I get where you're coming from. I wish I had an example. Went round the park together. Yeah, because <laughs> that like that there is a reason why that word is a word. Like it's been. made or whatever to fill a gap that the current state of words couldn't fill so there is a reason for that word and the other words i could use them because they mean a similar thing no i'm not asking you to dumb yourself down i'm just saying that i know i'm I'm not going to dumb myself down because why would someone i don't think you should ever dumb yourself down no i think everyone should bring themselves up but to the same degree you should be able to kind of communicate to everybody regardless Mm -hmm. of who they are so the way that I communicate to you and the way that I communicate to a 90-year-old pensioner and the way that I communicate to a four-year-old and the way I communicate to a 45-year-old, they're all going to be completely different. Yeah. One person might be extremely posh um, and really well-spoken. Someone might be an absolute chav. Someone might be a really sweet old person. Some little shit might be a really irritating four-year-old. <laughs> but I can communicate with them all. Like, it takes me some time to kind of adjust and suss them out and figure out what they're about. But I think once the ball's kind of rolling, I can kind of communicate with people. It takes me a while, but I, th- I, th- I think I can get there. Sometimes I find myself, like, acting posh around posh people. Yeah? Yeah. In what way? I don't know, like, you know how you just, like, change the way you speak sometimes? That's what I mean. You adapt to whoever you're talking to. Yeah. Like, uh, like what? Wh- when I would used to go and see my nan, I wouldn't swear in her face, right, but I nan. would swear in your face. 
I do feel like if I like ever met the royal family, though, I'd probably play up oh, on my mate. working classness. Honestly, Just... <laughs> if I ever met like a politician or the royal family, like there is no way in hell that I'm giving them like, you know how they kind of line up and they shake their hands or they mm. bow or whatever. There is zero chance that I'm doing that. Like, I've, I, again, this is another scenario that I've <laughs> actually <laughs> when played I in my head. Queen. I know how the script is going to go. But I was just imagining work, like, all of us PTs were, like, lined up. And for some reason, okay. some, like, someone from Parliament, like, came into the gym. For some reason, they just chose our gym. Um, and they wanted us to shake hands. I think Liz Truss was the one that I was kind mm. of playing out in my head. Exactly. Um, she came in and shook everybody's hands. And then I wouldn't shake her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, the, yeah. I've already played the scenario out of my head. I know how it's going to go. That'd be funny. So Liz Truss... I'm ready for you. Would you shake Ricky Sunak's hand? I don't think I'll shake anyone's hands. I no. don't like politicians. Fair. I hate politicians with an absolute passion. I think the only people in the royal family I actually like are like William and Harry. I see. I I think I don't mind shaking their hands. I don't agree with the royal family. I think it's an utter waste of time. Mm. I think it's completely pointless. But if we had to go, which one's worse? Like the lesser of two evils. Then I guess like Prince Harry and Prince William. Yeah. I think I would shake that hand. Especially Harry. He's a little rebel, isn't he? Which one was that? We love I don't Harry. Know which one's worse? Harry's the ginger one who's dating Meghan. Oh right. But, married yeah. to Meghan Markle. Um, and... It's actually gone better than last time. Yeah. But yeah, do you think so? I don't know. Really? I think we've had more of a conversation this time. More of a conversation, yeah. I think last time but it was I just like let's just like... try it out. Look, look how fancy this is. This is fancy. I like the setup. This is but... fancy. We each have a, an arm. We each have a microphone. Everything's work. I mean, touch wood. Everything's kind of bar the camera. The camera's shocking. I need to get a new one at some point. But everything's kind of working. We'll find out in post. But no, I just feel like whenever like I'm put on the spot, I just can never think of anything to say. Hundred percent. But that's what I mean. Like you get things that you want to talk about. I think it's gone better. Now, I'm so not I really think... very interesting though. Like I don't have. A lot I of think you to talk are. About. I think you give yourself. I think you're harder on yourself than you need to be. But I think we've had more of a conversation. I like it, and it's practice. Like this is what the second time we've done this. And I already think the second time is better than the first time. We should do a scenario one. You know how I like my uh, scenarios. Your hypothetical questions. My hypothetical, would you love me Come if I was a Come up with a list worm? of hypothetical questions and we'll do them. Slowly getting better. It's sick. I love this. I love this. I love, mm, I love it. It's so cool. Like the whole nobility thing, like nobility coaching, mate, it's so sick. I absolutely love it. Like it's, it's obviously nowhere near where I want it to be yet, but I think the foundation is kind of slowly getting there things are slowly beginning to kind of actually become something and it's, it's gonna be to so sick it. it's gonna be so sick and i think if you actually love something it's gonna be a thousand times easier to kind of promote and market mm-hmm. like if you genuinely love it i think when people say that oh, i'm rubbish at marketing whatever i think it's just because they don't like or they don't actually love what they're selling do you think you have to love what you do in order to sell it? Because what about like influencers? Exactly. Who I know, can just but sell I mean, shit on a stick. Yeah, but are they selling something because they're good at marketing and they're no. a good salesman, or are they selling something just because they have a name? Yes. If you have a name, you can sell anything. But I think from like like I said, from a marketing and a salesman kind of point of view, if you genuinely love what you're selling and you're proud of it and you like absolutely just want to give it to everybody then it's so much easier to sell it to someone because that will come across naturally. If you genuinely love the product, the service that you're providing, that it's, it's just going to be a thousand times easier to sell it. Um, I think most people's issue is the fact that 
I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at sales, whatever it may be. I think it's actually that I'm just not good at lying. And I don't, I don't think that's, okay. I don't think that's a bad trait to have, but how about instead of teaching yourself how to lie with confidence to give the illusion that you, the product and service that you're trying to sell is actually good. How about get this, just mm-hmm. stay with me for a second. How about we actually change the product and service that you're providing, turn it into something that you genuinely love and are proud of then you won't have to worry about being a good salesman or mm. good at marketing or whatever, because like I said, that'll come across naturally anyways. Good point. That's what I think. Yeah. That's my that's my two cents. I like that. Yeah. I think we'll leave that there. Okay. On that note. I think it's gone well. Yeah. I think a better conversation. Second time around, it's gone better. Third time lucky. Third time lucky. May third time, we're going to smash it. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it on there. Bye. Bye.